few usual items. Can you please make sure your phones are off turn or turned to silent and in your pocket or handbags? Um, we're not expecting um, a fire drill, so if anything happens, it will be for real and we'll exit down, down the stairs. First item, apologies for absence. We have Councillor Asker. Any other apologies? I think everyone else is here. Uh, declarations of interest. None, thank you. Minutes of the previous meeting. Any errors in those minutes or can I sign them as a true record? I think everyone's content with that. Thank you. Um, questions or statements from non-executive members of the council? If I may, Councillor Lodge. <coughs> Councillor Gregory. Um, forgive me, I wasn't at last night's local plan briefing, so if this question is irrelevant, please, I'm sure you'll tell me most robustly. It's very important that we focus on what will happen next with the local plan, but by the same token, I'm sure there are many lessons we can learn from the events of the last few years. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen the local press this morning, but uh, Mr. Sadler and Mr. Hall, both very distinguished members of the Conservative Party, have written rather trenchant letters in the Warden Local. Um, I happen to know Mr. Hall extremely well, as we served together on Great Chesterford Parish Council for about seven years. Uh, Mr Hall was at the forefront of the efforts by Great Chesterford Parish Council in respect of the North Uttlesford Garden community, and he and I share responsibility for the fact we doubled the precept and spent £100,000 of parishioners' money on that particular activity. So my question is, does the executive intend to undertake a review of how we ended up where we did, as well as looking forward, or is that a matter they intend to refer to scrutiny? We, we, hadn't, uh, we hadn't thought about an inquest, shall we say, but we shall be um, looking, obviously, very, very, very keenly at, at the way forward. It's obviously crucial, as, as we know. And what I can say to members and to, to the general public is that we will bring the matter to a full meeting of council, almost certainly in March, so that everyone will have an opportunity to um, look at where we are now, particularly a little bit of looking back, because it's necessary for the looking forward, uh, and we will make a, a, a full council decision on the way forward. Thank you. Any other matters under item three? Okay, matters referred to the executive by the scrutiny committee, there are none. Um, consideration of reports from the overview and scrutiny committees, uh, Councillor Gregory. Thank you. Um, quite a lot of reports. Scrutiny committee met last night. Um, a collegial and highly productive meeting. The main items were consideration of the corporate plan, the medium-term financial strategy and the commercial strategy. I'm on record and I've been quoted frequently as describing the previous draft of the corporate plan as motherhood and apple pie. Well, I think I can confirm for the record we've moved way beyond that now. And it's a robust document that we should uh, 
welcome and indeed all members of the committee from across the political spectrum did welcome it. There are certain areas where it would be nice to see a little bit more detail but we're informed that's in process and that is indeed very welcome. The commercial strategy has been dealt with robustly in many other fora and so not a great deal of time was spent on that other than to clarify one or two points. In terms of the medium-term financial strategy, uh, Councillor Hargreaves and Mr Webb were able to answer some very detailed questions on specifics that demonstrated that this is robust, well thought out, and uh, a substantial document that does indeed imply the way forward. Um, there was some measure of criticism that the budget hadn't been brought to scrutiny committee, for which I must bear some responsibility. The intention behind that was to focus on matters where we might have some direct effect rather than merely on rubber stamping decisions that have largely been taken. But I've taken on board the legitimate criticism by one or two members and we will redress that in the next cycle of scrutiny committee. Uh, on other matters, um, we have agreed the membership of the putative uh, task and finish group that will be dealing with major planning applications under the leadership of Councillor LeCount, and I'm delighted that Councillor Dean, with his long record of service and expertise, will be serving on that task and finish group. That concludes. Thank you, uh, Councillor Gregory. Um, I thought it was an excellent scrutiny meeting last night on the, on the whole. Got through a lot of business very efficiently. Interesting that Councillor, Councillor Deal was nominated in his absence, but doesn't seem to decry that and, in fact, now wants to make a comment. Councillor Dean. I, I was aware in advance Excellent. that that might happen. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I'd just like to follow on. The, certainly in the past, the, the way that um, finance has been looked at is that the, the GAP committee, the Governance Audit at Performance Committee, has looked backwards in terms of how the Council had performed and the Scrutiny Committee on the budget had looked forward, so it would normally have, certainly for the last, I don't know how many years, I have had a, an interim report in the autumn and then receiving the draft budget in January probably. Now, I know there was a change this year in that one meeting was cancelled and so that might have uh, interfered with it, but um, and I've heard a view that... Uh, from an external body that, that scrutiny might be best employed looking at things like me strategic things like medium-term financial strategy. However, that, that's certainly not my view, and I know for a fact that from conferences that I've attended in the past that um, some authorities, the scrutiny committee has had um, informal meetings to brief themselves so they knew what their line of questioning was going to be by the time the, or before the um, formal meeting took place. So I, I would urge that to be looked at carefully because it's certainly very unusual for scrutiny not to examine the, um, the, the budget in advance of it coming here and in some cases to, to make suggestions. Thank you. Thank you. I wonder if Councillor Hargreaves at this stage might want to repeat uh, some of the things that he said last night, but only in the briefest of detail. <laughs> Not all of it, no. <laughs> um, 
one of the issues this year, of course, has been that the settlement from the government, which is still marked as provisional, only came in in December. Uh, and, of course, then there's Christmas and whatever, so it's coming very late. So providing anything earlier than that really is, is, is difficult and then becomes a finger-in-the-air finger job. Uh, I would also say that on what was presented, the medium-term financial strategy, that actually is the first line of all, the first column of all those tables. That is the budget. It included in it, uh, it includes in it the proposed uh, council tax rise or the various known incomes and um, worked out all the various expenditures. Uh, so it is a very good summary of what the, um, the, the, the budget is, proposal is. Uh, and unless it's, there are late changes, it's the same as coming here, that will be what goes to um, council later this month. Thank you. Uh, moving on then to item six, delegated decisions taken by cabinet members, there are none. Uh, report on assets of community value, there are none. Uh, we go on then to item eight, the draft corporate plan. So, Councillor Hargreaves, you are uh, on again. Oh, sorry. No, wait a minute. Sorry, I've got the... No, I'm out. Just slightly out. Slightly out. Sorry. It's on to item eight. Missed one out. Draft corporate plan. Um, apologies on that. Yes, uh, members of scrut from, uh, who were at scrutiny last night will be aware of the, uh, the work that, that was done there last night, as Councillor Gregory uh, referred to. Um, we've, uh, we've been formulating this for... Uh, for some time. I think it's been to scrutiny twice, uh, I think the second time to Cabinet, so it has progressed and been refined, and as, I, uh, as, as you've heard, scrutiny had uh, no further detailed comments on that, and so the recommendation uh, tonight is that this goes forward to Council for approval. Members, comments? Any further comments? Councillor Day. If I may, Chair, uh, I've said this before, I think it's a, um, a really, really worthwhile document. It concentrates the mind. My only concern would be that this has to filter down, of course, to probably the lowest level of all council employees. And therefore, I will use my three words of education, 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 um, because without it, I don't think that it will be successful. Um, absolutely. And um, indeed, we're, we're uh, about to put um, an item in our agenda for about two weeks' time where, where there will be a, a, a workshop of Cabinet members and officers to look at the delivery plan which comes out of this in significant detail, which, uh, which will by its nature, then filter down to, uh, to all officers and, of course, it will be spread out to all, all members as well. So, absolutely, that's the intention. And uh, the next stage in that process is in two weeks' time. Councillor Evans. Uh, thank you, Chairman. Uh, might I inquire whether or not um, we as members of Cabinet um, are intending to bring this to the attention of the parish councils and the town councils, um, which we uh, are connected with, 
uh, it seems to me that it's a document which is actually worthy of um, publication to those councils. Uh, and uh, if other members agree, perhaps they would uh, like to indicate whether or not they have the intention of bringing it to the attention of the councils with which they are connected. That, that's obviously a, um, an excellent idea, uh, along with the, with the delivery plan, which give, puts a lot more meat on the bones, and they'll see actions that are very, very much relevant to them. So I think it's an excellent idea. I hadn't personally thought about a formal communication program. Maybe I could ask the chief executive to consider how that, that the best way that, that may be done in due course. But yes, an excellent idea. Uh, so once Council has adopted the uh, corporate plan, uh, should they do so on the 25th, obviously there is then a communication plan uh, to all of our partners and uh, that includes the local councils. And to go back to Councillor Day's point, that then converts, we do the work on the delivery plan, which will then be incorporated into the service plans and down to individuals' objectives who are working on those direct things. So yes, there will be a communication plan and the local councils are part of that uh, to uh, inform them what the council's priorities are and the sorts of things we'll be doing to um, make those happen. Actually, just to, to, to round off a little bit further from the, the question from Councillor Day, of course, if we look at item 10 on the agenda today, that is the delivery plan from the previous administration's plan. So you'll see there's a significant amount of detail there and the likelihood is there'll be even more detail when, that, when our delivery plan is, is finished. Uh, Councillor Dean. Yes, thank you, Chairman. Will the um, timetable for all these various stages, the document that's on the agenda tonight, together with the delivery plan, will, will they be advanced compared with this year in time? In other words, that, uh, for instance, by the time that um, the Cabinet receives a budget, that it, there will be a delivery plan, so that one actually knows what the money that's going into the budget is actually going to do, because it does seem to me that... Um, uh, agreeing to a budget where it's not clear in anything other than the broadest principles um, leaves, leaves a gap in understanding that uh, will be better sorted out at an earlier date. There isn't a lot left to be determined. It's there in significant detail, would be, would be my view. Which, which bits do you think are not, uh, are not uh, laid out? Well, there are a lot of broad principles in the document that's on the agenda tonight but it doesn't actually say what's going to happen and by when and um, you know what the actual outcomes will be and, and I'm assuming that that's going to be in the delivery plan that's not yet uh, either written or published or, or worked out. Uh, the delivery plan is, uh, is written and uh, there's a tremendous amount of detail with that and they will be working with, uh, with officers to uh, uh, to, to go through the delivery plan for their, their particular parts of the organisation. Okay. But and it will, obviously will be integrated with, uh, with the budget. It will? Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Councillor Hargreaves. Uh, some things on the corporate plan will be relatively easy to define whether we've done them or not. If it's a specific action, either we've done it or we've not. Quite a lot of other things are more perceptions there's one about uh, supporting parish councils. I think it would be quite useful to have uh, a specific feedback process, probably from parish councils. 
If we ask for feedback from, from all residents, then we'll end up with a pile this high. Um, but uh, to get something back for the more um, perceptual things where you can't really nail down the, 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 the uh, right down to the penny, that would be useful. Councillor Light. Thank you, Chair. Um, I just want to, to say that looking at this, it really is a series of statements of intent. So um, I'm pleased to hear that there will be a delivery plan, and, but I, I would say that it is important that uh, money is attached to each of those items, and I'd like to see... Um, I would like to see, actually, that the that is very clear... A definition of finance uh, put against the actual delivery plan in a way that's very easy to understand. Um, I think that just taking the example that Councillor Hargreaves has given, what does it actually mean to support town and parish councils to better represent their communities? What does it actually mean? As a town councillor, um, you, you know, work so, could you repeat with, that question? Yeah, please. I would like to know what it actually means. I'm just picking which one, up one. Which one? Which one? For just one example, support town and parish councils to better represent their communities. What does it mean? What does it look like? What what actions are there? You, uh, you will see it in the delivery plan. Yes. So, Councillor Hargreaves, did you want to make a comment? Sorry, I'm looking, sorry, I'm looking the wrong way. Councilor. Sorry, thank you. Um, in relation to my own portfolio, one example I could perhaps um, describe to Councillor Light, and it would be in relation to education, and that's not to um, patronise in any sense, uh, but <coughs> we have it in mind uh, to provide further information by way of uh, seminars and lectures uh, to members of planning committees, for example, of the parish councils, to enable the members of those committees better to uh, submit uh, representations and so on to the planning committee. Uh, that would be just but one example of how money uh, allocated can well be spent, uh, and you'll see in, in here as well, further allocation of funds in respect of neighbourhood planning. Uh, so those are two examples specifically which um, might give you some idea of um, work to be done in the planning sector. Councillor Light again. Thank you uh, for that. Yes, that's, um, I'm, I'm sure that um, that would be very useful. However, um, there is, for example, EALC, which also delivers training. So I would suggest that you look very carefully at what's already being offered and delivered uh, before the council um, before the council offers uh, support. I would say that a closer relationship would be useful. So the officers working closely with officers of UDC, that I would like to see improved. So there are better channels of communication. I think that, going back to, to what's been said before, you'll see a lot more clarity in the uh, delivery plan. Uh, abs absolutely there. Um, we're not as advanced as we might hope to have been in that the, the uh, the previous holder of this portfolio didn't, uh, didn't progress it in, in his time. I took it over relatively recently and so I've pushed it forward uh, very rapidly. And you can be assured that it will be properly costed. It will not be a back-of-the-fact-packet sort of uh, process and you will see that in due course. 
Um, any further comments on the draft corporate plan? Okay, the recommendation is that this is recommended to, uh, to full council. Um, as this is my portfolio, I will propose that. Could I have a seconder, please? Councillor Eek, all those in favour? Thank you. Carried? Um, right. I got there too early before, but we're, we're now there. Councillor Hargreaves, the uh, medium-term financial strategy and the budget proposals. Uh, just before I start on this, one item to bring to, to note from uh, last night's uh, scrutiny. Councillor Caton picked up something on the commercial strategy. Don't need to bother looking at it. It was that the KPIs were said to be referring only to Aspire, and we agreed that actually meant the KPIs should be for all of the council's investments, not Aspire. Indeed, yes. So that document yeah. will just need to have a, a, minor, a minor text change. But, you know, 10, 10 out of 10 for spotting something we'd all looked at dozens of times. Got straight past. Right, a lot of stuff. Uh, the agenda item covers the um, budget proposals and strategies for financial year 2021 and the uh, list of reports and uh, associated recommendations are listed in uh, one table covering the report. That is uh, round about on page 20 uh, and carries on down the list there. Um, I haven't had any questions submitted beforehand. I'll take it that members uh, have read the reports or read the bits of the reports that they may be particularly interested in. So I'm going to highlight key items, take questions at the ends, please, and then I'll go back to the recommendations for a, a formal decision. Um, so moving to page 23, that's Appendix A, section, the Section 25 report. Uh, that is a formal advice from the Section 151 officer on the adequacy of reserves and the basis of estimates. And this includes the minimum contingency level of the working balances. Uh, that's £1.3 million for the general fund and £463,000 for the housing revenue account. These are, you'll see on page 23.6, these are uh, calculated figures on a formula basis uh, for um, contingency reserves that we are required to have. Um, so it's calculation. Uh, the report then carries on to list out the, um, the basic, the, the, the high-level risks that have a potential to impact on the proposed budget. Um, and then moving on to Annex A1, which is page 29. Bear with me. Got a little colour there. Uh, this is the reserve strategy. So this sets out the details of all the reserves and the recommended criteria uh, on their use. Um, appendix B, there's a lot of detail in that one. Appendix B, which is on page 45. We'll get to that. Lost my pages here. That's the commercial strategy. 
So that's what we've been through quite a few times before. This has been uh, it's the council's plan to address the impact, basically, of reductions in central government funding. And it is proposed that the investment fund is increased to £300 million with a portfolio yield target of 4% before borrowing costs. And it's expected that will generate approximately £12 million of gross income uh, per annum. And the commercial strategy was endorsed by the Investment Board on the 23rd of January. Uh, moving on to Appendix C, which is page 57. That is the medium-term financial strategy, which was reviewed last night at um, scrutiny. So that sets out the Council's financial position over the next uh, five years. Uh, the Government announced a one-year settlement for 2021, um, that included an additional year of the new homes bonus, uh, but that will not attract any legacy payments. So the council will continue to receive previous year's legacy payments until the scheme finishes in 2022-23. Uh, the government has announced its intention to consult on the future of some sort of housing incentive during this coming coming year, um, but uh, I think we'll not to wait too, uh, too nervously on that one. Uh, I suspect it won't be too generous. Um, for a band D equivalent property, it is proposed that the council tax is increased by £5 a year, and that is a year, not a week, for 2021. And this gives the council tax yield... Uh, of 5.956 million and a band D equivalent council tax of 156 pounds and 61 pence a year. Now rolling that forward to the following years we've assumed um, a council tax increase of 1.99% per year for the remaining, remaining years. Um, for the years 21, 22 to 24, 25 um, the predicted financial implications of the fair funding review, the business rates reform and the termination of the new homes bonus scheme have been as best we can incorporated into each year's budget. And what that shows is a pretty negative impact when you get towards the end of the, 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 the five years. It gets worse every year. So 2021, I think really we're probably on page 64, that big table. Well, all these individual tables in the document they really make up the big, the big table you get to page 64, which is the one that I'm sure you're all familiar with, uh, which has the whole lot on one page. So you go right down to the bottom. You'll see, as we're required to do, the surplus stroke deficit comes to zero. We have to have a balanced budget, which is that what we've got. Beyond that, you see the deficits building up 2.2 million going up to 4.85 million at the end of the, the five-year period. So it is the commercial strategy which will address those deficits. Uh, to smooth the impact of some of the, the, the financial um, 
cutbacks in the government. We have got the bottom for the future years. We're forecasting some drawing down of reserves. The business rates reserve, £500,000 each year from the following year, not the year we're just budgeting. Uh, the same for the funding reserve. That's the £250,000. And... I'm assuming the one at the bottom, the damping, the 475, that is an assumption that we will get something from the government, but we don't know quite what. So there's no point putting that higher up because we don't know what it would be. But it seems very unlikely that the government will just allow millions of pounds to be cut off the budget without giving us something out of all these reviews. Uh, so again, that's probably a bit of a, well, a guesstimate at this point. Um, so page... 66 and onwards what you've got there is uh, five-year summaries in the strategy for each of the categories the general fund revenue budget the housing revenue account the general fund reserves and the housing revenue reserves um, moving to pages 71 and 85 we're now on to treasury management and uh, capital strategies. These are mainly technical documents. So they're linked to each other regarding borrowing, investments, and financing of assets and investments. And these are produced with the guidance of our external treasury advisors, all in close. Um, and these reports also, by the way, include Authorised borrowing limits in line with the recommendation in the commercial strategy. That's the, the increase up to, to 300 million. Looking at the Treasury management strategy, that sets out the Council's cash flows, borrowing investments, and associated risks. Uh, it also provides details on the current and predicted levels of borrowing and the acceptable level of risk versus uh, return. And there's a table in here which includes sets out the recommended counterparties and their associated ratings. Uh, it's been proposed that the limits for individual money market funds are increased from £1 million to £2 million, bringing the total amount investable with money market funds to £10 million. Just a word on this, setting aside, this list of counterparties is quite an important thing. This is who it is considered that it's okay to, to, to deposit money with. It's a very key thing. Um, it's, it's what stops uh, an Icelandic bank thing <coughs> happening. And in a, for those long old enough to remember Bank of Credit and Commerce, I see some grab. Um, I was actually an auditor of Bank of Credit and Commerce um, a long time ago. Uh, long hair, brown hair. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. no. They, they were a customer of mine, Councillor Hargreaves, as well. I remember them very well. Oh, well, right. And uh, I was junior trainee. It's about the third job I went on in the city. And I just thought, I can't hack this job. This place is impossible. Uh, I didn't realise how bad it was. Anyway, my audit company, very, very good decision. They resigned the audit shortly afterwards and gave reasons. Very good decision. And about six years later, I had risen to be qualified. I was, I was treasurer of a big reinsurance broker, and they have clients' money, which they invest short-term. And when uh, bank and credit commerce went bust, I was able to go to the board and say, they were not on our list of approved depositors. And never were. I was scared of that. Yes. So that's what that's all about. Sorry, tell me a story. Digress. 
Well, I've got to stop you falling asleep, haven't I, sir? Um, so there we are. Um, now, where are we? Um, moving on to page 95, uh, the capital strategy has more focus on managing the capital expenditure and financing um, plus Annex B1, which is on page 95. Oops, stop. Um, that sets out the minimum revenue provision requirement. I'm reading my text down. This has been calculated in line with um, Ministry of Housing, Communities and Local Government guidance. And the minimum revenue provision is funds set aside to support capital expenditure, which is financed through internal borrowing, cash balances, debt. This is to ensure there are sufficient resources to repay this in later years. My understanding is, because we always have funds in hand, which there's always a debit and a credit, those funds always have something they're attached to, but if you don't need to spend them straight away, you can use them to do other things, but you've got to make sure that you've got the ability to repay it when you need it. So I think this is, what this, is, this is what this is about, making rules for that to make sure that we only use internal funding uh, responsibly, I think might be the right word. Um, a word about the North Joint Venture. That impacts on the capital programme, the housing revenue account, and the general fund accounts. I'll just um, mention that here. So that was approved at Cabinet in November 2019 to have a joint venture with the Norse Group for the provision of planned and responsive repairs for housing along with facilities and cleaning and will be known as Uttlesford Norse Limited, UNL. The Norse Group is a wholly owned subsidiary of Norfolk County Council. So I think Norse doesn't mean people with helmets. I think it means it comes from Norfolk, although maybe historically that's why Norfolk's called Norfolk. Um, it's the largest local authority trading company in the UK, and the UNL partnership is about resilience and quality of service, uh, and to remain viable, a viable service without Norse, the council would have had to need to invest quite heavily in ICT and operating systems, and all of the budgets have been adjusted now to account for the new joint venture. Uh, there was a question at scrutiny about why costs in the first year were higher than later that's because there was some initial setup costs and the costs level out after that moving on appendix F page 97 it's a capital program that relates to schemes and assets that have a long term value and exceed £10,000 and capital budgets are set on a five year rolling program Capital programme budget for both the general fund and the housing revenue account is 76.2 million, with predicted programme cost for 2021 at 17.7 million. There are no new projects that have significantly impact, impacted on the current planned programme. Appendix G, page 107, that's the housing revenue account. I have to say, I always find something a mystery, but here we are. And 
That's the proposed budget for 2021. Includes the following items. That's on paragraph two. Um, rental increase of 2.7% this year. That is the first increase after four years of compulsory 1% decreases uh, in council rents. Mandated by the government, I have to say, as a, I thought, a very cynical vote-catching thing. Obviously, no funding for that. And the irritation there is that, of course, having ha borrowed about £90 million uh, some while ago to, uh, as a finance arrangement for council uh, housing, with a repayment programme based on the revenues, to suddenly find that the government comes along and turns 4% off. Um, and that, that, of course, is turned off in perpetuity because you can't, you can't get that money back. Uh, I think it was rather unhelpful. Uh, however, we are now back uh, to be able to make uh, annual increases, and um, this will give an increase in the housing rental income of £520,000 compared to last year. And after allowing for service delivery and corporate costs, there's an overall operating surplus of £213,000. Just some statistics, I think they're probably in here. Um, the average weekly rent for tenants will now be £100.84, so £100 a week, which I reckon is pretty good value. Um, the lifeline charges remain the same as last year, uh, and housing support charges have been increased just in line with the actual costs. Uh, all of this has been endorsed by the Tenants Forum and the Housing Board. Our capital receipts have been used to offset the principal loan repayment, which has enabled the housing revenue account to allocate £1.32 million as revenue contributions to support capital expenditure. And the remaining balance plus the operating surplus allows a net contribution to reserves of £888,000 for future projects. And that brings the total level of usable reserves to £2.552 million. So moving to page 115, Annex G2. I was going to try and throw in VAT jokes because the council recovers VAT, so they don't play very well here. Um, the um, Annex G2 is in the pro progress is the progress of actions for housing revenue account business plan priorities. And the current action plan expires in January 2021. So it's going to be reviewed during this year to set a new housing development program for the, the next five years. So moving on to page 123, this is the general fund and council tax. There we go. So the proposed budget shows a net um, operating expenditure of um, 6.452 million, and after allowing for net transfers uh, from reserve to support specific areas of expenditure, this gives a council tax requirement of 5,956,841 pounds, and that is on paragraph two of appendix H. So, it is proposed the council tax increase for Bandy equivalent property is set, well, council tax is set, not the increase, is set at 156.61, an increase of £5 compared to last year, 
and when added to the increase in the tax base, this gives the total council tax yield of 5956841, which is what we're required to have. So that gives us the balanced budget, which is the zero on page 64 that I pointed out some while ago. On page 126, um, where are we? It's point 16, let's look at it. I think we've got a slightly updated page here. Um, the sheet that you've was handed round. Uh, the only thing which the administration or the political side of the administration has actually uh, added to the budget, which is not something that's, that's come in from officers as being the required expenditure, things we actually have to do, uh, is the, um, the £300,000 um, at the top of this sheet, the funding... Sorry, the second bit. The members' priorities ongoing, the £300,000. The line above that, the funding for additional resources to support the local plan, that's come in because on the new homes bonus settlement for this coming year, we got a slightly better deal than we thought we were going to get. Part of that, incidentally, was because we did a very good job on bringing... um, um, empty homes back into into operation, quite a large number. Um, so we got an extra, we got a pay, extra payment for that, which is quite good. So the extra from the new homes bonus is going in to support, as a one-off for this year, the costs, the extra costs for the local plan, which seems to be quite a good thing to use the new homes bonus for. Uh, the members' priorities, they are um, to support things in the corporate corporate plan. Um, Now, I have got a listing here of of some of what's been allocated within that 300,000. I went through a few of them. It's a bit fluid at the moment. It's not listed out for you. It's a bit fluid with some stuff's not been allocated yet. Uh, But there was a member mentioned neighbourhood plans earlier on. I said that's the the point about supporting... um, Parishes, uh, an extra £50,000 to, to, to uh, assist with funding of neighbourhood plans. Uh, we've got £65,000 earmarked for um, climate change initiatives, uh, £30,000 to fund an initial member of staff for the exchange in Stansted, which is the new rather smart library and I think um, more than a library, I would say it is. Um, we added an extra £30,000 for grant funding for voluntary bodies that arose from the day of presentations we had a little while ago where we had presentations about 20 voluntary bodies. Uh, I thought the need was seriously, seriously big. So we did, on the spot, do an increase. I have to say... Um, we didn't really take in that we were actually allocating this year's budget, not next year's budget. And we agreed this increase, not realising we weren't allowed to. However, the extra £30,000 has also been done for the, the, the current year. And Mr Webb has found that money from summer, but I haven't asked where it, where it came from. Um, some money for a, a support a police community support officer for Great Dunmo. Uh, £20,000 to expand... Tourist Information Centres for Great Dunmo and Saffron Walden. Um, 
£15,000 to support parish councils in civic pride initiatives. This is sort of seed money, uh, the sort of stuff that you would have seen in Saffron Walden, and then we get complaints from elsewhere, well, why aren't we getting it? Uh, this is not to pay for everything, but it's to, it's to trigger parish councils. If you want to do something, you want to get a bit of extra cash, uh, maybe it'll help you out. And £5,000 to support Saffron Hall's Music for Thought to help people with dementia. Um, I'll move on. Uh, the net proposed use of reserves in 2021 is uh, £495,000 and details of these are on page 129 paragraph 34 is it still web page 129 yeah there we are uh, the working balance contingency reserve is set at 1.3 million which is in the section 25 report that I mentioned earlier uh, so the total predicted reserves position for usable reserves at the end of the financial year is 11.35 million. The full budget summary is on page 131. With individual service budgets for each section set out on pages 132 to 135. And details of all the budgets as compared to 2019-20 are set out on pages 136 to 138. Uh, risks and assumptions are listed individually in tables 140 to, on pages 140 to 144. So this sets out the probability of something happening and the potential impact. Nearly there. Uh, and the details of each reserve and the associated movements are set out on page 145. And finally, all the fees and charges have been listed on pages 147 to 162. Um, so this is everything we charge for planning, for I think licensing must be in here. Um, And I think the warning on this is once this is set, it's set. If anything's wrong in here, you have to shout. Um, and finally, page 163 to 169, we get the equalities impact assessment. So that's... Uh, in the budget proposals pack is the quality impact assessment which requires us to provide assurance the strategies and decisions included in this agenda item have been assessed for the impact on members of the community and the workforce. Uh, and there I uh, rest my case and I need to go back to page 19. Uh, this one's not going to allow me to jump. I need to recommend out the read, read what we are actually recommending. Page 20, nearly there. And here we are, bear with me. Councillor Hargreaves, shall we come back to that after we've asked members for uh, thoughts and inputs? Okay, I will. No, I've got to. So, I've got to read it out now, okay. and then you yeah. can hear. Then, then we have the questions. The recommendations, the cabinets are, are requested to recommend for approval by the council the eight 
budget reports for 2021 as attached in appendices A to H and the associated annexes. The reports and individual recommendations are detailed in the table shown in point 10 and the equalities impact assessment is attached as in appendix I. So that's the recommendation that we're being asked to approve. Thank you, Councillor Hargreaves. Thank you also to uh, Angela and Adrian, as ever, for their tremendous work on this. Um, members. <laughs> Councillor Dean. Thank you, Chairman. I think I've got about half a dozen points and a couple of suggestions. I'd just like to clarify... Um, Councillor Hargreaves did refer to this piece of paper here, which, and, and I, was, I was left confused by page 127, um, which had 300,000 members' priorities, one off, and then it had members' priorities ongoing 145. And now my understanding <coughs> is that the total pot for, for that is, is, is 300 and I think that's what this amendment shows or this amended sheet shows although I'm puzzled that the totals on the two tables the original and the new one are, is still the same so I can't quite, I haven't checked the arithmetic but I'm, I'm wondering how the original table still totaled the same as this even though 145,000 has been has disappeared but I've, but I've got, so I've got, that might be explained to me, but I've got two questions. What, what is the process for deciding members' priorities? And is it just um, a select, uh, select band of members who are deciding priorities? Um, and if money isn't yet allocated, should it not be in a reserve on whatever the page 34 I think it is rather than being shown as allocated when it's not allocated to a, a budget heading somewhere else presumably it's going to be split up all over the place and I think the answer, the answer is that the cabinet members will decide on those final allocations and so they will, there will be specific numbers very shortly rather than being in reserve so the, so the, the 300 pounds 300,000 shown on what is 127 will disappear because it will all be lost amongst the service items. Is, or, or will there be a list to at least identify what has been hidden here, there and everywhere? Uh, the... I'll answer that, if you may. Yes, Councillor Dean. Initially, there was some specific allocations within um, the budget um, and it came to 145 and 50,000. So as you can see there, you've got members' priorities, which is the current table in your um, pack, and the neighbourhood plans, which came to 195. The other allocations were under the 50,000. So they didn't qualify to go into this table to be separately identified. They're in the, in the final pages in the very, with the detailed breakdown. But what, because they... They updated that, and as Councillor Hargreaves read out earlier, you, his list of priorities, you can see some of the figures have changed. The remaining element of the 300,000 for members' priorities ongoing is in a corporate budget to be allocated throughout the year as these are identified. If that money isn't used, then it will be carried forward in a reserve at the end of the financial year, but we wouldn't do that within year. 
Is that okay? Right, but, but I think my main ongoing question is, will these matters, how this money is distributed, will that be identifiable at some stage? Chief Executive would like to make a comment on that. So uh, the majority of these uh, smaller amounts of money that uh, Angela's just referred to um, are what members are allocating to deliver the delivery, are allocating as resources to the delivery plan. So that will be shown in the delivery plan, but that is yet to be finalised, as you've heard. It's obviously right. well advanced because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to identify the 300,000, but they are small amounts, so they don't show in the individual budgets, again, as Angela said, but when we bring the delivery plan forward, that will show what are the resources that are available. Some of those will be within existing resources, some of those will be required, requiring additional resources, and that's where you'll be able to see those, some of those. Thank you. On, um, on page 38 in the draft, I think it's a draft corporate plan, uh, whatever 38 is. Anyway, there's a, there's a reference to transformation reserve, which I think is a term that's been around for a year or two or three, I can't remember. Um, is that the same thing as re-engineering? Because I keep hearing this term re-engineering coming at me from all different directions and I curious to know whether this is a re-engineering is a, a new term for transformation or whether it's something totally different. We, we haven't used the term re-engineering anywhere in the document, but I, it probably has a similar meaning. Transformation is about transforming the way we do things and yeah. the financial consequences both of trying to change to do those things and the, and the consequences of doing them. Thank you. Just to throw in a bit of information, I went to a, a, a briefing at the local government association yesterday on the financial situation for local government. And, of course, we've got this um, fair funding review that might get going fairly soon. I, I, I hope the council will contribute thoughts to that. And... We've heard lots about impending shortfalls and so on. Um, just for in, it's for, purely for information, and it's not a recommendation. But I, I did check earlier today about the the difference in income between this council and um, a higher, the highest council in Essex, and it turns out that um, the one with the highest council tax gets a a higher income uh, equaling five and a half million pounds compared with us. In other words, if we had our, and I'm not suggesting we should do it because we've got other things in hand, but we're, you know, we're, we're five and a half million pounds income short were compared with another council if it had a higher council tax. But that, that's just a matter of information rather than a, anything, any sort of suggestion. Um, can I... Uh, take you to the housing revenue. It's a combination between higher housing revenue account and housing um, capital program. I, 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 I've been looking at the capital program, and I, don't, I can't remember what page it's on, but it's, it's, it's the housing capital program which refers to borrowing, and I did have a uh, a go at the last year, the then uh, Conservative um, 
administration, the fact that it, it has a figure of zero, or then a year ago it had a figure of zero in its um, borrowing budget for, for delivering on council housing. It, it seems to me that with, with the new administration there's the potential to at least bring forward some of the proposed housing De delivery projects that are, I think, are in the existing um, plan, and I know I know that the housing capital programmes to be reviewed shortly. But it, it seems to me unfortunate that we've got still got zero in there, and I wondered whether uh, to show some initiative uh, and intention. We will indeed ask council leaders to uh, yeah, to speak yeah, yeah. to that now. That, that we put a higher figure in there, council or a figure in there, like. Two million pounds a year, or Councillor Lees, would you like to air. comment on that, please? Thank okay. you. Um, actually, we do have. To, can, can we all turn our microphones off and just have the one on? Those of us that have hearing aids, it's always more difficult when we've got anyone all the hearing aids on. Um, there is two million in, as you see, isn't there, Neil? Two million in already. Um, and the reason it's zero at the moment, absolute zero, is that we need to get together with our business plan, with the housing team, and when we plan, then we will allocate the money. Um, I, I don't think it's right in the budget to just allocate money when we haven't got anything in, in absolute concrete what we're doing, but there is going to be money in the budget for delivery of council houses. Am I right when we've decided what we want to do? Yes. Yes, the um, current action plan and development plan for the, the housing business plan has come to an end in... 2020 yes. and it's subject to review for the next five years for us to set or for the members to set their ideas and aspirations for the delivery of future housing yes. program and we have got two million I think a year in the capital program that is for unidentified projects which should be carried forward we'll also be reviewing um, our borrowing capacity and our ability to borrow any more if required yep. I did also mention that scrutiny last night that the ambition of this administration was to build 200 new council homes as against, I believe, it was 120 in the previous. No, no I mean, that's, that's fine as an intention. What I'm really saying is that, as I understand it, the programme at the moment is to fund schemes out of uh, right to buy and, and so on. In other words, it's self-sustaining, and I'm suggesting that that for the first time the council takes advantage of the ability now to borrow for housing and puts a figure for borrowing into the budget because if there's nothing in there for borrowing. Uh, and obviously, if there's no scheme possible, then the money wouldn't be borrowed and it, and it wouldn't happen. But I think if, unless there's a figure in there, it suggests that we're not ambitious. Uh, we certainly are ambitious, and I think we have a plan for a plan then, which, which will come forward but you will you will see that we're not going to uh, uh, be passive in this so councillor Lees did you want to make a further comment no I, do, I just wanted to reiterate really that um, it has to be reviewed at 2020 which is why things haven't been done it has to be affordable and it can own, Angela's given me a thing here look but you can see that the right to buy can only use 30% against each project which we already you did know that already I, I know um, so you know uh, you are right in, in asking, but as we've said, the new programme has to be done in 2020. 
We are certainly going to be ambitious. Um, there's already £2 million in. Um, you will find when you come to the Housing Board, Councillor Dean, that these things will be on the table. So please be assured we have great aspirations to do that. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I'll, I'll just repeat, you can't put stuff in the budget partway through the year, which is why I'm raising it now. But um, we'll, we will pick that up later. Thank you very much. Just got a um, quick comment on that. If you've got a reserve there to be used and you then want to use it during the year then effectively as a reserve it is it is there to be used and if you suddenly find something uh, just because it wasn't specifically allocated earlier on that's what the reserve is for so you can use it so uh, I think yeah we, we will be able to use it um, <clears throat> thank you can I just just float a, a couple of points if I may I know in here there's I think the figure of and it might be out of the members priorities £15,000 or a figure of that nature for tree planting um, and one of the things that I picked up at the LGA yesterday was that a Norfolk authority is intending to plant 30,000 trees I don't know how many trees you can get out of 15,000, so I'm just suggesting that it may not be an ambitious enough figure. And I think it Comment from Councillor Pepper on that immediately. Well, you've also got the Essex County Council initiative as well. So they've been going around, Simon Walsh has obviously been going around the local councils. Um, I'm not entirely sure how much they're offering at this stage per parish council. Um, as far as I know, I think even the airport has got another tree planting initiative. Um, mm. So there are quite a few Other going sources. on. So, yeah, but we will be ambitious, so, yep, don't worry. <laughs> and, and finally, can I ask two more questions? One is whether in, I guess it might be in members' priorities, whether there's an intention to put something in the budget for, could be grants to parish councils to install public drinking fountains. I know that something has happened in Saffron Walden already um, to reduce plastic cups and, 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 and so on and stop people buying water in uh, plastic bottles. Um, I, I'm going to suggest that it would be good to put have more public drinking fountains in you know, high-population places. So I'll float that, and perhaps you could let me know later, because otherwise I might put in an amendment at the council meeting if, if nothing is intended. And the other one was to, is to install um, recycling bins in streets rather than everything going in one bin and all going to landfill, that we could do what does happen in quite a few places where you've got separate bins where plastic bottles and... Uh, if they yes, I think we, un we understand that. Uh, Councillor Pepper, would you like to comment quickly on those? Again, to do with the plastic agenda, we're looking into this as well with the climate working group. So we'll definitely put that in as an agenda. I'll make a note, you know, specifically that you've mentioned that tonight that, as that well. That idea is really a case of whether there's enough in the pot to, to get something going this year. That's right. really why the, I'm the, the, pot, the pot is remarkably uh, small, as you know, for mm. the reasons you understand. Uh, Councillor Light. Thank you, Chair. I just want to pick up, actually, on... Microphones, the... please. Oh, sorry. Just wanted to pick up on the um, 
the table of the members' priorities and ask for some details or full details to be circulated on these because I can't, and to be quite frank, I couldn't find them. I don't know if they've already been, if they're in here. Um, but could they, if they're not, could, you, could they please be circulated? These, uh, we were talking about that earlier. These, these will be coming from the, uh, uh, from the development plan, which we'll be working okay. on in the next few weeks, so you will see a lot of those, yes. Thank you. And the second point on that is if, um, and just for clarification, because I didn't understand, I don't think actually there was a reply, um, who are the members? Does it mean that every uh, member, each of the 39, uh, has, uh, is able to put forward priorities? No, no, this, this will be produced by Cabinet. Thank you. Then may I suggest that it's, it's actually a misnomer. Then may I suggest that cabinet members it should, should actually be written. Otherwise, that is, that is incorrect. I don't think Thank we'll you. bother. Councillor Hargreaves, I think you had a comment. It was just a piece of information, but Councillor Dean, on the cost of trees, we looked at this um, from the Woodland Trust and also from experience at the Saffron Warden people in planting trees. Hedges and shrub hedges cost 50 to 60p each. The woodland tree planting whips that are referred to as things about this high, uh, they're between 70 pence and a pound each. Proper sapling trees are about 50 pounds a, a go. And actually, uh, hedges are the thing that gives the best uh, wildlife uh, corridor effect. And if some of these, if, um, say, we work in partnership with the parish council and wants to do something, if we put in 500 pounds and they put in 500 pounds at 50 pence per whip, if you get it to that price, then that's, that's 2,000 trees. So there's some sort of some gearing effect here on working with other people to, to, to achieve this. But I just thought I'd give you an idea of some of the, the, the costs that are involved. But we are waiting now for the uh, eco uh, working group to come back with specific um, figures and proposals. Thank you. I, I don't want to labour this particular point, but it you was, are in it, danger it was mentioned, at the, LG, it was mentioned <clears throat> at the LGA yesterday that if you are putting trees in, you've got to make sure they don't die the first year. I think we'll know and that. I'm sure can, you know, can, sure you know that. I'm very well aware, aware, aware of that. Are there comments from any other members before we move to a vote on this? Thank you. Uh, it was proposed, uh, which is under point five in the paper, the Cabinet requested to recommend for approval the, uh, the eight... Uh, reports. Uh, could I have a seconder for that, please? Councillor Armstrong, thank you. All of those in favour? Any against? Any abstentions? Um, carried. Thank you very much. On to the item 10, corporate uh, delivery plan, which has, as members will have will be aware we've been talking about the uh, uh, corporate plan and the corporate delivery plan this evening and so what we have here is the uh, the delivery plan from the previous administration you will see the the report on on those um, I don't propose to go through in any detail unless members have uh, have comments or questions members Okay, thank you. So um, we are recommended to note this uh, progress as at the appendix A. I will propose that as the chair in my portfolio. Could I have a seconder for that, please? Councillor Pepper, thank you very much. All of those in favour? Any against? Abstentions? 
Thank you very much. Carried. Um, thank you very much indeed. End of meeting.